Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're looking at Jesus' teaching that he has come not to bring peace, but division, and wondering how that plays out in our own lives. reading from the gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three, they will be divided. Father against son, and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Earlier this week on Wednesday was the feast day of a man named Jonathan Daniels. And for those who don't know who Jonathan is, I'll I'll kind of quickly tell you the story. Jonathan was a promising young man. He was from New Hampshire. He went to Harvard College, Harvard University now. He um, did very well in his class. He felt a call by God, and he went to seminary in the Episcopal Church. He was a good Episcopalian. And in, after his second year of seminary, this was in the early 1960s, um, he answered sort of the call to, to go south um, at the time of the civil rights struggle and to, to be a volunteer down there. And Jonathan went down to Alabama, near Selma, Alabama. And he was working in a small town, and, and he was helping to uh, uh, you know, get people to register to vote. He was working on integrating public facilities. Um, he was working on um, just the general work that needed to be done to bring about equality. One of the things he was trying to do was to integrate the local Episcopal church. 
So he, he lived with an African-American family and he knew friends in that part of the community and he, and he encouraged them and went with them to the Episcopal Church and the truth is they weren't particularly welcomed there. And one of the other things they were involved in was, was boycott of businesses that refused to serve all of the citizens of the town. And so one day he and another group of friends, they were, they were gathered outside in a peaceful protest and they were arrested for disturbing the peace. And they were transported to jail in the back of a garbage truck. And they spent a week in jail and they refused to let anybody pay bail. So they were all stuck in jail for a week or so. And then finally, one day, inexplicably, they were all released, six of them. Two of them went away. Jonathan, uh, a Catholic priest, and two young teenage girls, African, both African-Americans, uh, had all been released from jail. And it was hot, the jail they were in. It was summertime. There was no air conditioning in southern Alabama. And so they went to a local store to buy a drink. And when they got to the store, they were confronted by a deputy sheriff. And the deputy sheriff, his name was Coleman, Tom Coleman. He, he had a shotgun, and he refused to let them go into the store. And he leveled the shotgun, and as he was about to shoot one of the teenage girls, her name was Ruby Sales, Jonathan Daniels pushed her out of the way, but got shot in the chest himself and died. So he was about 25 years old. He was idealistic. Frankly, if we were to meet him today, we'd probably find him a little overbearing in his idealism. And yet, his faith was so great that he felt that this was the thing he needed to do. This was the place he needed to be. And, And it's easy, I think, especially for someone like my age who was born after all this happened. I was born two years later to feel like that is in the impossible, faraway past. But if anything, the last few years have showed us that it is not in the past. In fact, Ruby Sales has become a very active social rights activist from that day forward, and, and, and you can follow her on Facebook. She's still around. She's still doing this work, and her Facebook posts are great. They're, they're kind of funny, but also kind of acerbic. She's, she kind of calls it as she sees it. When Jesus tells us that he comes not to bring peace, but division, this story of Jonathan and the greater story of race in America is an example of the division that Jesus brings. Because to demand justice, to demand equality, to demand dignity is always met with opposition. In our baptismal vows of our church, when we are baptized, we make a series of promises. And one of those promises is to respect the dignity of every person. And there's no qualifiers there. Every person. And part of respecting the dignity of every person is hearing their voice, allowing them to participate fully in the life of the community, to recognize that there is no one who is worse or better than us. In the eyes of God, we are all equal. And yet this struggle for equality has has caused such division. 
And I truly believe that the work that Jonathan Daniels is involved in was godly work. He was living out that baptismal promise to respect the dignity of every person and doing what he could to get his neighbors and co-religionists, not to mention his fellow white people, to see that the path they were on was not the path of God. But what they were met with, what we continued to see and be met with, is those who would elevate their hate and their fear above any godly call to love and redignity. And so as Christian people, it's incumbent upon us, I think, to continue to live out these baptismal promises. But too often we're like that church that Jonathan worked to integrate where we're uncomfortable with people who are different from us or, or who, who act different and want different things. And it's a struggle. It's a continual struggle in every generation. But the example of Scripture tells us that if we follow a path other than the will of God, there is no joy at the end of that road. In the same way that ancient Israel lost sight of its calling and was utterly and completely obliterated, we too could face that same path if we don't turn and follow the ways of God, not just in our individual lives, but as advocates for what is right in this world. Jesus was executed legally by the state for trumped-up crimes. He was, they thought, a seditious, a revolutionary, a bad influence. So they silenced him. But because of the power of God, Jesus could not be kept silenced. The power of God working through the resurrection ensured that the voice and the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ would continue to move and work and have power in this world. The disciples shared that story, and that story was shared on down through the ages until at some point it was shared with us. And that power of resurrection that Jesus showed continues to work in the world through those Christian people who seek to live in the will of God, to fulfill the promises of our baptisms, to turn our face against evil, to stand up for God, to share the good news, to participate in the life of the church, and to respect the dignity of all people. That gospel power lives through you, and only you, and those like you who choose to follow Jesus Christ. We have a sacred mission to bring about healing and reconciliation, to turn over the fears of the world to allow the light of hope and peace and dignity shine through. Amen.